Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It has been two weeks, maybe even three weeks, since we have seen some racing here in the NASCAR world, and we finally get to see it once again. The Olympics are over. USA did a great job. I think China got more gold medals, but we got more medals overall, so hell yeah, Team USA! But it's now time to get back to the thing we love, and that is good old NASCAR racing. We will be going to Watkins Glen this weekend, one of the many road courses that have been on the schedule for the 2021 season. After that, it will be the Indianapolis Road Course, then we go to Michigan, and then we wrap up the regular season at Daytona International Speedway. It's going to be exciting next few weeks, so I'm ready for it. I hope you guys are ready for it. But before we get into the playoff picture, before we get into the future races, I know the Indianapolis Road Course is going to be a brand new racetrack for the Cup Series. We got to look at our fantasy picks for this weekend first. Watkins Glen has always been a very exciting racetrack to go to. There's been some many exciting races. We can go back to 2007 when Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart were duking it out and then Jeff Gordon screwed up in turn number one. Tough day for a Gordon fan. I, I was a Gordon fan and yeah, that was a brutal one. Also, 2012, when we had Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, and Marcus Ambrose duking it out on the final lap, thanks to some oil left on the racetrack by Bobby Labonte, provided one of probably the greatest races of all time at Watkins Glen. And then also A.J. Allmendinger getting his first and only victory in the Cup Series in the number 47 machine in 2014. The list goes on and on for many great races. I mean, Chase Elliott got his first win there. There's been some good action between him and Martin Trex Jr. But now it's been about a two-year gap since we've seen the last race here at this track. Due to COVID, they unfortunately skipped this racetrack last year, which was a big bummer uh, for me anyways, because I really love road course races. But now we finally get to see it. Now the question is, who's going to be the most dominant person in this race? Who are going to be drivers that are going to be big factors by the end of the race? Who are going to be kind of sleepers? Who's going to be a no-go? We're going to all figure that out here today. I've combined a bunch of stats from the last few Watkins Glen races as well as the last few road course races that have happened this year and last year, and we'll also throw in support from the last six races. So it's time to get into it. This is our top fantasy picks for Watkins Glen International Raceway, the gold bowling at the Glen. Alrighty, so we already know the rundown. We already know that we're going to have five cars that we think are going to be top picks, five drivers that are going to be pretty good, and five guys you may want to take a chance on. I might include a couple of other guys that we may want to keep a watch on, but those guys would be probably six picks at best. You're probably only going to put them in unless one of your guys wrecks out. So that's what we're going to go with right there. Let's first start off with the easiest one that we all know that we're going to be putting in our fantasy roster for this race is going to be Chase Elliott. I hope you have not used up Chase Elliott in the first 21-22 races because man if there's a track that he always shows up at it is Watkins Glen his last few finishes here he has been victorious like I said he got his first victory here the other two finishes before that 13th not too bad Um, definitely not something that we expect out of him now because he has the best average finish in the last four years when it comes to road courses with an average finish of 6.4 and seven victories and nine top fives Uh, very impressive right there last six races though been a little bit of a struggle for the number nine machine 
His average finish has been about 17.33. Not that good. But when you look at road courses, he only has one finish outside the top two. It was the Daytona road course race where he just ran into a bunch of problems and finished 21st overall. Other races besides that, the last six races, his first finish was a second at Sonoma. Definitely a great pick here for Watkins Glen once again. He's going to try to go for three for three here at the Glen. Next driver I want to include is the guy who's been running behind him in most of these road course races, and that's Martin Trex Jr. Martin Trex Jr. has had the best average finish here at Watkins Glen in the last four races. He has finished second, second, first, and seventh. A little bit better than Chase Elliott, since Chase Elliott has those two 13th place finishes. Now, he really hasn't been the go-to guy, per se. I mean, everyone has made it clear that Chase Elliott is the best road course racer right now. He's kind of been living in the shadow, but then some people have moved up ahead of him, like Kyle Busch has been really good at a few races. You also had people like Joey Logano, Kyle Larson. So where does Martin Trex Jr. fit here? I think it's comfortable to put him in the second spot. He's always been dominant at Watkins Glen. He's always been dominant at Sonoma. And even this year at Sonoma, he did really good. So what's to say he's going to all of a sudden struggle here at Watkins Glen? I really don't see it happening. Um, He's going to probably be a contender there near the end for the victory. Stage points, I don't know necessarily if he's going to score a lot of stage points. We kind of saw that at Sonoma that he didn't really score hardly any stage points, but he's going to be going for the victory, that's for sure. Easily safe to say he's going to score you 38 points and is a good pick for your fantasy roster this weekend. And let's mention his teammate real quick, the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch surprisingly has turned into a really good road course racer recently because if you remember the last few episodes we have done on road courses, he has been one of those guys that is, we, we have a hard time trusting because his finishes before this year, 35th, 30th, 37th, atrocious finishes, just struggling every single time. But one track he has always seemed to do fairly decent at at for a road course has been Watkins Glen. Last four races here, his worst finish has been an 11th, which is really, really good. Almost nothing but top 10s. And his last few finishes recently are some of the best finishes by far. In the last six races, his average finish has been 9.33. He's gotten the most top fives. He's tied for the most top 10s in the last six races. He's been doing really, really good. So what's to say all of a sudden he's going to struggle here at Watkins Glen, a track that he has done really good recently, and he's kind of showed up quite a bit when it comes to road courses now. It's not really that 2000-2019 where you might want to stay away from Kyle Busch. No, this might be an actually a really good race for him. So if you have two picks, I would still say maybe you want to save him for the Michigan race, but second race, if you got two picks, definitely put him in here for this weekend at Watkins Glen. Next one up on our list is Kyle Larson in the number five. You know, um, at the beginning of the year and even halfway through the year, I did not think Kyle Larson would be one of the top picks going into road courses, but he's made it pretty clear that he is right there on the back panel of Chase Elliott in most of those races. Yeah, he did kind of struggle in the Road America race, wasn't really there at all. I mean, he finished 16th, but if you look at Circuit of the Americas and Sonoma, first and second place and here at Watkins Glen in the past he's had some solid top 10s in the last couple years he has raced here and he wouldn't be a bad option in this race if you got a few picks on Kyle Larson which I know a lot of people are slim to nil on him it would be really good to include him in this race because right now I don't know where Kyle Larson is he's kind of fell off a little bit since the beginning of the summer. It seemed like in the month of July, he was struggling on a few of those tracks. When he was in June and May, he was absolutely badass. Can he turn things around here at Watkins Glen? 
Yeah, there's a pretty good chance of that happening. Uh, not really the same track like Sonoma. Sonoma is a lot of gear shifting and a lot of t- uh, twists and turns and hitting around the bumps. So I, if you're if you're going to try to compare this race to there, uh, not a good idea. But we've seen somebody like Martin Trex Jr. do really good at both tracks. So if you think Kyle Larson can get his footstep in the right direction here at this race, I'd say go for it. I'd say he'd be a good top uh, pick. If you only have one pick left of him, I would say Michigan would be better for the number five team. And then the last one in the top pick category, we're going to include Denny Hamlin. Yep, it's going to be a Joe Gibbs and Rick Henrik top five once again. And there's really good reason to. I mean, these two teams have been absolutely dominant when it comes to this uh, racetrack. I mean, if we look at the last few finishes here at Watkins Glen, I mean, 2019 was won by Chase Elliott. 2018, Chase Elliott. 2017 went to Martin Trex Jr. And then 2016, we have Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, I I know it's kind of weird, but we never think of him as a road course racer, right? I mean, yeah, he got that victory there in 2016, but that's his only road course win. But I'm looking at his average finishes in the last four years at road courses. He has one of the best average finishes, only behind Martin Trex Jr. and Chase Elliott with an average finish of 9.08. Five top fives here at Watkins Glen, a third place, 13th, fourth, and a victory. I mean, shoot, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe consider Denny Hamlin part of your fantasy roster here this weekend. Obviously, I would save him for Daytona if you are down to one pick for him. But if you have a couple of picks, shoot. I mean, it's time to start using him. I I think he's going to do really good in most of these races coming up, and Watkins Glen is going to be one of the first ones for that number 11 machine. So here we have the top picks, the number 9 of Chase Elliott, number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., the number 18 of Kyle Busch, the number 5 of Kyle Larson, and the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Now who's going to be the one starting off the pretty good category here? Guys that we think are going to be a solid top 10 pick, maybe even a top 5 pick. I think the first one we're going to go with is Joey Logano. Joey Logano is, I'm not going to lie, a pretty risky pick per se. Because the last few finishes here at Watkins Glen haven't really been that good. I'm not going to lie. A 23rd, a 37th, a 24th. But if you can look past those, you see a second place and a victory back in 2015. Of course, 2015 was a great year for Joey Logano. Should have won the championship, but uh, good old Matt Kenseth kind of ruined that for him. Why I became a Matt Kenseth fan. But (laughs) Joey Logano is honestly a really good road course racer. Can score a lot of stage points. Um, We've looked at the last few finishes here. Uh, Not counting Road America, he's had... Three top fives in a row, then an 11th and a 9th place finish. Those are at the Charlotte Roval and Daytona Road Course. Four top fives, and then recently here in the last six races, um, fairly good average finish, 10.83. Team's running really consistent right now, going for a victory, maybe not per se. Pretty good safe pick. Yeah, definitely. I think Joey Logano would be a really good number three or number four pick for your fantasy roster. So keep an eye on that number 22 team. And then the other guy we got to include here, I kept him off too long, and that's the number one of Kurt Busch. Chip Ganassi is leaving this year, and boy, oh boy, are they doing something phenomenal for him. They are putting up some good cars and good finishes, and Kurt Busch is leading them to it because Kurt Busch has the second best average finish in the last six races, only behind the number five machine of Kyle Larson. 
That is definitely something to be proud of for the 2004 champion. And here at Watkins Glen, he's very consistent here. Definitely a top 10 guy. Hell, but the way he's been racing this year, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the top three, maybe even contending for the victory. Would I pick him over Chase Elliott or Martin Truex Jr.? Ah, that's a kind of a far-fetched thing. I, I really feel like he can do really good in this race. I don't know if he's going to be uh, stealing the victory in this one, but he's definitely going to be up there. I, I can see at best a third-place finish for him scoring about 48 points. That'd be really good for the number one team. So Kurt Busch, definitely a good option here at Watkins Glen. Now let's include Joey Logano's partner, and that is the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney seems to do really good at road courses and restrictor plate tracks. It seems to be kind of the odd tracks. Then again, he has a victory at Atlanta, so Ryan Blaine is just a consistent guy. Let's just put him right there. And here at Watkins Glen, he shows that he is really good at this track. He's definitely a top 10 guy. Last three finishes here have been 5th, 12th, and 8th. Yeah, they're not too super spectacular, but hey, they're they're very consistent, and that's something you always want with some of these drivers when it comes to fantasy picks. Uh, as far as like road courses go, his average finish there has been 13.42. Last few races there, 12 to be exact, is one victory and four top fives. Now, nothing too spectacular, but at the same time, you look at those four top fives and think, hey, that's pretty good. I mean, most of those finishes have been definitely at the Charlotte Roval, but here at Watkins Glen, I mean, he's got a top five finish, and you know what? Seeing the how the Fords performed at New Hampshire, maybe they got something going for them. Maybe they're going to start making steps in the right direction, and Ryan Blaney could be one of those drivers running in that top five, getting a really good run here in this race. So, Ryan Blaney, I wouldn't say he's a go-for-it-all-the-way kind of guy, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to include him on your fantasy roster. I would say he's definitely fits in the fourth slot. When I put him ahead of Kurt Busch, no, he's been pretty consistent enough. Uh, any of the other drivers mentioned, maybe even above his teammate Joey Logano if you're looking for someone more consistent. Uh, I'd say that's where Ryan Blaney is. A consistent guy who could probably get you that solid top 10. Then we have the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell makes it back on the list once again at a road course, and it's because of how successful he's really been this year. Yeah, there's been a few finishes where they've been kind of atrocious. I mean, here's the last four road course races here this year. A second, a 24th, a 38th, and then a victory at the Daytona road course. So where is he going to fit here at Watkins Glen? I think he's going to be similar to how he did at Road America. I mean, the tracks are kind of similar, you know, kind of long straightaways, a real fast track. And Christopher Bell has been successful here in the past. Look at his last two Xfinity runs here. He finished second and ninth. Really good runs. Now, granted, obviously, the Xfinity series is a little bit more easier than the Cup series. Uh, a lot more easier, per se. <laughs> but still, he has success here in the past. He's had success at road courses this year. Who's not to say he can do it again here at Watkins Glen, especially at the tracks that he has been pretty successful at? I'd say here in the Indianapolis road course would be really good for the number 20 machine. So Christopher Bell, again, another fourth pick here. Um, and also, if you look at the last six races as well, his average finish has been 11.67. Actually, not that bad. He's starting to make steps in the right direction. Maybe it's time to start including him on your fantasy roster. 
Then the last one we got here is the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe has definitely been a dark horse when it comes to these races. We don't know what we're going to get out of the number 14 machine, but we've seen that he starts to show up head and shoulders when it comes to road courses. I mean, looking at Road America, he did really good there. Circuit of the Americas, he did pretty good. Sonoma, eh, he struggled in that race. He finished 17th, but I remember going to that race and he did phenomenal in the ARCA race. He's absolutely dominated. He's really good at road courses. I mean, most of his victories, or I wouldn't say most of them, but some of his victories last year in Xfinity came from road courses. So coming here to this race, you got to be excited to put the number 14 car in, especially if you have a lot of drivers with you only have one pick left. Maybe you went real greedy on Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, which I don't blame you. If you did and you did at the right times, excellent job, but you need to save them for one of these tracks that you feel more confident with them at, like Michigan. Maybe it's time to include Chase Briscoe on there. Definitely a good fourth pick as well for him in that number 14 machine. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number 22 of Joey Logano, the number one of Kurt Busch, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, the number 20 of Christopher Bell, and the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Now it is time to move on to the dark horses. Here's the guys that you may want to take a chance on here this weekend. All right, so the first one starting it off is going to be the Daytona 500 winner and getting multiple top 10s this year at road courses. That's the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell has always been known as a really good road course racer. His finishes may not be the most spectacular when it comes to this racetrack. I mean, in the last few years, he's finished in between 12th and 18th place. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be getting too many fantasy points on that. However, this team is definitely a lot different than the last couple of years, and I'm not just saying that because they just won the Daytona 500. I mean, as far as the points look, if they didn't get that victory and they've been going to overall driver points, he'd be sitting 20th in the point standings. That's honestly one of the best um, years that that number 34 car has honestly had. You usually see the number 34 car back in 25th, 26th in points, and now they're up here racing against some guys who are going for the championship, going to make it into the playoffs more per se, and honestly here in this road course race, I feel like Michael McDowell could do really good, get another solid top 10 and I'd say he would fit in the category of Chase Briscoe like there is a bit of risk when putting that number 34 car in but man does it give you a great opportunity to save some of your other guys fifth or sixth pick maybe even more in the sixth pick I wouldn't put him in per se if you have someone like Chase Briscoe and Christopher Bell on there you know you're putting more riskier drivers that you don't know if they're going to be running near the front or they're going to have a catastrophic day and finish near the back you don't want too many risky guys and I feel like in a sense even though Michael McDowell has been very consistent this year there's been times where he's had some rough finishes I mean 30th at Road America not that good Sonoma near the end he was running the top 10 then gets spin out on the final turn and he finishes what was it 28 but then you got those two top 10s so (laughs) fifth or sixth pick definitely for the number 34 machine Next guy we have on here is Eric Jones in the number 43 machine. Can Eric Jones get a top 10 this weekend? Uh, there's a there's a slight chance he can. Um, he hasn't been successful in getting a top 10 at road courses this year in the number 43 machine, but we know that he's really good at this track. He really does like this track because when he was with the number 20 machine, uh, he finished in the top 10 every single time, and then the last two races here, he's finished in the top So definitely some good runs there. Of course, that was with Joe Gibbs Racing. Obviously, the equipment he's with now is definitely a little bit slower and a little bit lacking compared to Joe Gibbs Racing. But we've looked at his last few finishes here at road courses. I mean, um, let's see here. This year, he has finished 19th, 11th, 16th, and 14th. So obviously, that's a little nerve-wracking. It's just like, bro... 
how are we for certain that he's going to get a top 10 in this race? Well, he's, that's why I'm considering him a take a chance guy. I'd say fifth pick for him for Eric Jones because he's going to be consistent. He has shown that he's been consistent here at Watkins Glen, and I really don't see that changing. But at number 43 team, I could see them sneak into the top 10. If not, I could see them comfortably finishing 11th or 12th in this race. So Eric Jones, not a bad guy to go for if you're trying to save some of your other guys up top. Then we got the number 21 machine, everyone's favorite driver, Matt D. Benedetto in the number 21. What can he do at this race? Is he a reliable source? I'd say for Matt D. Benedetto, from this point on, he's a six pick. Maybe not Daytona. I, I feel like Daytona, you can trust him more as a dark horse, but we're, we're not there yet. These other races, though, a six pick because he's going to be going for everything he can to get a victory to lock himself into the playoffs. And we saw it at Road America. We got kind of a little bit of a sneak peek right there. He was trying to take some gambles. He uh, got a lot of stage points in the race, and he was running near the front trying to do a fuel strategy. He did the same thing at New Hampshire. Probably going to do the same thing here at Watkins Glen. And we've seen in the last few races with Chase Elliott and Martin Jr., the fuel mileage race comes very, very close. Chase Elliott has ran out of fuel both times in his celebration, so it is right there. And I know one guy who's going to be going for that fuel strategy, and that is going to be Matt DiBandetto. Definitely a six pick, though. I think the number 21 car can lead some fuel laps. Hell, I'm pretty sure he can get uh, 10-plus stage points in this race. However, though, can he finish it off? That's the important question. But if you want to take a gamble on somebody, why don't you go for the guy that we all love, Matt DiBenedetto. Pick number 14, we're going to talk about a driver who just got his most recent uh, announcement for the 2022 season. He will be driving the number one car next year for Trackhouse Racing, and that is Ross Chastain in the number 42 car. Ross Chastain, the last few finishes here, we're not going to focus on them. He was with Premium Motorsports. Premium Motorsports is premium shit when it comes to finishes. I mean, uh, 27th and a 32nd, and that was actually, honestly, a good finish for that team, just to show you how bad they were. But you look at this year for um, Ross Chastain. The last three finishes at road courses, a 7th, a 7th, and a 4th. He's proved that he can do really well at road courses, and there's no reason to not believe that. And I feel like Ross Chastain, we haven't used him nearly as much as other drivers. I'd say you can use him for the next four races if you wanted to, in all honesty. But here at Watkins Glen, I feel very comfortable that he can get the top 10. Still a little bit of a gambling kind of guy. You know, he's going to be someone who's trying to go for a victory as well. And you know how aggressive those guys are. They could do something potentially stupid, or they can run out of fuel. I mean, that's why I can consider Matt DiBandetto a six pick, but Ross Chastain, I would say more as a fifth or sixth pick. I think you would be comfortable uh, relying on him because he's shown that he can run really well in these races. Now, his last few finishes in the last six races, I mean, hasn't been too spectacular. 16.17, but again, remember, he's kind of a guy that's trying to go for broke right now. So here at Watkins Glen, that number 42 car, probably not a bad idea to include him on your fantasy roster. Now for pick number 15. God, I've included him every single time and I've regretted it, but I got to do it one more time. I just have to because the bad luck has to end eventually. That's Daniel Suarez in the number 99 machine. Look, Daniel Suarez has not been lucky at these road courses. He just hasn't. 
but when he actually has some sort of luck, he's going to get a good finish. We saw Sonoma. He finished 12th. Road America and Circuit of the Americas, we had no opportunity to see what he could do because he ran into early mechanical problems in both those races, finishing 36th and 33rd. But here at Watkins Glen, we've seen what he can do. In three different cars, he has finished in the top 20. Obviously, the 96 car was not that good, but he was still able to finish 17th. And then when he was with the number 41 and number 19 machine, fourth and third. He even won a stage in that number 19 machine. So now he's with really good equipment. Let's just hope it just lasts. What can Daniel Suarez do? Can he win a stage? I don't think so, unless he's kind of does a Matty Benedetto strategy and stay out and try to get some stage points. I could see him totally finishing in the top three in one of those stages. However, coming to the finish, is he going to be running in the top three? No, there's there's too many other drivers that I think have a better shot at running in the top three. In the top five, eh, that's kind of stretch it. Top ten, I can see it happening. I can really see it happening. He just needs luck to go in his right in his direction. Daniel Suarez, good here at Watkins Glen. He likes this track. He has shown it in the past that he likes this racetrack. He just needs luck. He's a six pick. I, I don't care um, if he's gotten that stage victory before and you feel more comfortable. He is definitely a guy that's going to be a risky gamble just because of his luck here at road courses. So those are the dark horses right there. We got Michael McDowell, Eric Jones, Matt Benedetto, Ross Chastain, and Daniel Suarez in the number 99. And those are your fantasy picks here for the Glen. And that will conclude our fantasy picks, guys. I know there's some picks that I've left off that I'm quite shocked that I left them off. I mean, you got people like Alex Bowman, William Byron, Kevin Harvick I left off, even though Kevin Harvick at first was a guy that I was going to put on this fantasy picks. And even Tyler Reddick, who's been running really consistent lately. I I feel like all these guys have a potential opportunity of finishing in the top 10. However... When it comes to those guys, I don't think we're looking for a top 10 out of those guys in the next four races. We're looking for top fives or maybe victories out of those guys. And honestly, I don't see it happening for them at Watkins Glen. I swear to God, if we see Kevin Harvick win the race and then we got Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Alex Bowman, and then, uh, shit, who's another one? Um, Brad Keselowski round out the top five. I-, I think it's t- safe to say that we have to do a different segment on Fridays and no longer fantasy picks because I wouldn't know my ass in a hole of ground. <laughs> that would... That would be a bad, bad uh, day for NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. But who knows? Maybe one of these guys is actually going to show up in this race. I just wanted to look at it more as, you know, we're running low on picks for everybody. So which racetracks do we want to use them? I think for these 15 drivers, this is going to be one of their top two tracks or even their number one track here looking forward. Those other guys, they got better potential at other racetracks. I mean, Kevin Harvick and Tyler Reddick, I can see them totally doing better at Michigan. I can see Tyler Reddick doing good at the Daytona race. Kevin Harvick, maybe even the Indianapolis Road course race for Kevin Harvick. Who knows? But those are our picks. Let me know what you guys are going to be going for and let me know if you guys can dominate in your fantasy leagues. Make sure to watch the race on Sunday. It's going to be a fun one. Watkins Glen always provides some great racing. And don't forget, the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series are racing here. And the Truck Series race is going to be especially important because this is their last race of their regular season before they go into the playoffs. So make sure to tune in and watch that race. That race starts at, I do believe it's noon Eastern, 9 
30 Pacific, so 12.30 actually for Eastern Time. Then the Xfinity race will follow soon after that. That starts at 4 p.m. Eastern and then 1 p.m. Pacific. And then for the Cup race, we're going to have that one on Sunday. We're finally going to see NASCAR Cup Series racing on August 8th on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss it, guys. But above all, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.